When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Let me get a drink of coffee. This time I'm drinking coffee because we've been drinking. This is a morning edition. It is still before noon, barely. Uh, It is before noon, and (laughs) I'm getting a little thick over here, so I had to start laying (laughs) off the beer. Oh, man. I have some some noon tabs in here. Yeah, so no beer. So this this episode's brought to you by um, just coffee. I don't even know the brand name. Coffee and noon tabs. All right what's up everybody welcome back to the shuttle drive i'm here with tara blair straight out of um where are you out of maryland right now yeah maryland maryland hard to and keep track it's been traveling around and doing a lot of um kayak races here recently and tara's been a friend of mine for a few years now and we've we've done a few rivers together and but one one of the things that i wanted to bring you on tara you know we talked earlier and i wanted to talk to you about You've definitely, your progression has been like, like Mount Everest there. And, and what I mean by progression, you're, you're like paddling style and power of doing kayak racing and just rivers in general. You, you've been traveling around, you've been out West and I'd like to hear some of your experiences, you know, of being out in the PNW, being in Idaho, being in New York, West Virginia, the Southeast, now back in Maryland. So yeah, yep. um, the the first question I'll have for you, what a lot of people don't know is, you won the green race, <laughs> woman yeah, short boat. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, most of the locals there would tell you the green race, uh, the green elite, the Asheville elite would tell you <laughs> that really there's no short boat category in the green race. Well, um, I guess typically it's it's just like one one class kind of men's and women's and then I I think there's like canoe class and and some other classes but um yeah I figured for for me the whole thing with the short boat on the green race was I took my long boat out a couple times and just didn't feel I hadn't been paddling it much at all the whole year and you know some people come down and just break out the long boat for like a couple laps right before the race and and fired up but I felt like for me last year last year was my first year racing and a lot of times people first year race a short boat. Um, it was kind of a big step up for me last year to, to even do the race. Mm-hmm. And my kind of goal was just kind of get down smooth, no major crashes or anything like that. I didn't really yeah. have uh, like set time in mind for, for speed. And after that this year, I, I felt like I could have done the long boat, but I actually, I kind of knew that I would be smoother and faster in my short boat and wanted to put down just like a solid time that I felt good about. And like, I was actually kind of paddling somewhat, somewhat fast um versus just kind of bumping down in the long boat and being sloppier um and i think in future years you know if i do do race again in the future thinking about taking out the long boat and spending more time in it before the race um and then you know getting laps in it getting practice laps in it and if i feel like i could be smooth in it and actually fast in it i think that would be a motivator for me to take it out but until what's then, your preferred long boat um uh, actually the green boat so the OG, um, yeah, I, that's what I paddled on the Russell fork. I think it's just pretty, like, if you're not paddling a long boat a lot, um, it's pretty easy to maneuver and it's still pretty fast, especially like through the flats. Um, mm-hmm, maybe definitely. not the best for something like the green, uh, cause there's not a, a ton of rocker, but at least for me on the Russell fork, I was paddling a lot better in the green boat than something like the 12 R, which was tending to kind of get away from me and yeah. make me spin out more. Um, so maybe kind of slower overall. What's your preferred short boat? Um, I've been paddling the 9R2 for a while, but I think um, I've just cracked maybe like my third or fourth one. So hey, uh, well, probably, you know, probably switch it up soon with some of these new. You know how to keep from ever up. cracking them? You know what a lot of people do? Um, 
don't paddle. I don't know. There you go. They never paddle. <laughs> they yeah. buy boats and they put them in the shed and they're like, Hey, I haven't, a guy told me, he's like, dude, I've never cracked a boat. I was like, you go once every four months. Yeah. You're like, okay, I would, well, I yeah. would have one for 10 years if I was the case. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I like, think, I think most people who are paddling like really frequently, it's pretty common to crack. Like, you know, if you're paddling a boat all mm -hmm. the time for a year, like you're wearing tear. Yeah. At the end, of, end of the year. But yeah. Unless you're in a pre-owner set. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Okay. Then they just explode eventually. All of a sudden, you go off a waterfall that, and it just explodes in half. That that has happened. That is correct to both Prion and Zet. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. Maybe not so much Prion. Yeah, definitely, have, definitely have some pretty solid plastic. Yeah. Well, so so you made a good point there that we had talked about earlier. I think during the green race lead up, we had got like a couple maybe practice laps or whatever about how so many people the pressure for a lot of paddlers to come here. And when I say here, I'm, I'm technically close enough to the green to be a local. I mean, it's 35, 40 minutes away. So it's like people want to come here and they get pressured into paddling a boat that they never really paddle throughout the entire year that it's so much around long boats that I think you, I, yeah, you you nailed it when you said that paddle what you're comfortable in, you're comfortable in a short boat. Don't, don't fall into that peer pressure. Oh, well, you'll do a better yeah. time in a, in a long, but not necessarily. Not yeah, necessarily. I think actually a lot, especially if you don't paddle your long boat a lot, a lot of people, even people who race long boat would probably be faster in their short boat, but I get it. I get, you know, wanting the added challenge and something different. And there is kind of that culture around the race, but like for me, I noticed in the Great Falls race, for example, mm -hmm. that's that's a lot different course, um, more like big yep. water and, and shorter, more of a sprint. The times are usually like... Who won the women's like in the Great Falls? Allie, Allie Markoff. There was, so that was like the traditional Great Falls race. There are actually three different races. Um, we had like a slalom race. Mm -hmm. So I won the slalom, downriver slalom race. And then Maddie Kimmel won the river short boat. So we were all in under nine foot boats. And then, okay. so we did those two races on the Saturday. It was all short boat races. And then on Sunday, we did the traditional kind of open class. You can take a long boat, you can take a short boat. But what we did this year, there was actually like a prelims and then the top three women. And I think top 10 men raced in the finals. Okay. And I think Maddie actually had the fastest time of the weekend in her short boat um, in the prelims. But then... Mm -hmm. um, and then but she and I both had errors in the final runs. Um, so our times were slower and Allie was able to just be like the more consistent one and, and get the W there. But it's a yeah, fun race. There, like, yeah. Even, even with the sprint race, I was actually, you know, my long boat time and my short boat times, my fastest times from like my, my training laps where I used my GoPro, they were like pretty much the same. And I realized in the short boat, I was way more consistent, like more consistently fast, the long boat, especially out there and being in the green boat out there, it was getting pushed around a bit mm -hmm. through some of the rapids. We were out With on no the, edges. On the Maryland yeah. Side. yeah. Um, and it was kind of high water year being in the long boat. And I just really, that was racing there. That was probably, I did like one practice up in a long boat. Maybe. Or maybe you like knew, one yeah. You knew practice. the lines very well there. Yeah. yeah. I did like a couple practice laps and trying to figure out the lines that whole week. It kind of came back to the East coast the week before the race and, seems like every year recently the water levels are kind of changing out there and yeah, we're yeah. racing different sections at different water levels. I've never, I've been there. The fun. I've been there three times and I've never raced the same river. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's yeah, year after, yeah, they're probably like five. <laughs> yeah. Four so or five different I, I, I like that race too, because you, you're right. It's, it's such different than like, say the green race. Uh, number one, it's shorter. Mm -hmm. So it's like a hard sprint. It's like with the green race, you're kind yeah. of sprinting and, and you're pushing and pulling. You don't want to blow your entire gas tank in the first one minute yeah. <laughs> because then the hard rapids are coming up yeah. and you're like, oh, For damn, sure. I'm, yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah. Oh, going, I'm going into boofers <laughs> going and into I'm, like, I'm like, I'm yeah. like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm, I don't know what to yeah. do. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So you, you feel that paddling the short boat and well, another thing you was also, you went out to the NFC in Idaho, which is the North mm -hmm. Fork championships. Right. And you have done that one and that one's been on my bucket list it's just a matter of getting out and yeah. getting to it yeah you just were over in the pnw at that time so you just yeah. routed down to that what was that like to having that like that's yeah, all that's, that's, that's all really short cool. boat by the way just so everybody knows yeah. that's yeah. all like I think, nine foot i actually foot think kind of? well i don't know the exact 
like rules of it and the Voorhees brothers are the ones who are running it now and I think I heard something that like you can race you can race in the prelim whatever boat you race in the prelims or like the qualifiers is a boat you have to race in Jake's so I guess technically you could maybe take a long boat but then the Jake's race is a slalom like there's gates you have to catch so you're not really going to do very well in, in a long boat and on, oh that's interesting yeah a long boat on Jake's so explain um, that. So explain that qualifier to people. That. <laughs> oh, you're quoted on everything. Yeah, so, they... <laughs> so get used to it. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I that's what I heard. I don't know if it's if it's law, but no, the um the qualifier there is kind of the way they do the race there is it's an open qualifier and pretty much anyone can register for the they race on S turn, which is one of the rapids on like mm-hmm. the upper section of the North Fork. Um, kind of more of a it's it's just a totally different rapid than jake's it's it's a it's a lot less consequential of a rapid um I'm, i don't want to say it's easy but it's it's compared to jake's, easier um it's easier yeah that's a straight that's a downriver race so the fastest time and when in, uh, and then and to explain to people because a lot of people might not know what jake's what you're saying there's a rapid on the north fork of the payette mm-hmm. called jake's rap it's like jacob jacob's ladder jacob's um, ladder was it yeah then they just but they everybody yeah. just calls it jake's and it's a very long series of class four plus five moves that kind of yeah, need to be all, done. All class five moves. It's it's um, the pinnacle of the run, right? Wouldn't you say that's yeah, the that's, hardest? Yeah, that's like I would think. Just just so it's actually Jacob's ladder, and then the race goes into the golf course top part of the of the rapid golf course. Yeah, yeah and it's just golf course is like named. I guess there's like you know, 18 holes, more than 18 holes. There's some big holes in there. They, I guess they have different gates each year to an extent. Um, but the course, you know, you have to do, you have some upstream gates, some down gates, and you have to mm-hmm. kind of maneuver through. You can't just sneak around the easiest parts of the rapid. You know, there are some lines it's, through the rapid. The actual race is in others. The actual race is a slalom, technically. Yeah. It's not just a, like the green race is a sprint. The Great yeah, Falls, exactly. well, it, different it is a slalom. It's they a slalom. Turns. You must make turns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if not, the um, race would only so be like what, 40 and, and seconds long. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it would be like, you know, in the green race, if you had to catch the birthday Eddie and, you know, do all these other things. Which would be fun. I mean, not really com- comparable. That river isn't that comparable to something like the green. But yeah. you pretty much like the fastest. So the way they do the qualifiers there, I think it's like, at least for the men's, it's like top 10 men from the year before who – pre-qualify for the next year then they Mm -hmm. vote in 10 people each year um those top 10 men get votes to vote in people who apply to race and so they get 10 vote ins and then 10 people qualify who are like the fastest on the s turn race and i think that's i think that's how it goes it's it's the numbers are a bit lower just because there are less women like running jakes and Less women who even want to race on that course. I think it was I only like five, right? Each year it's growing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was five total. So it was, I guess, actually no one pre-qualified because I think Marianne Sather was the one who pre-qualified. But then with, with COVID and everything, she um, couldn't get to the U.S. So mm-hmm. I think she's like Norwegian, the, the, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They've done like the top woman and then the top four in the downriver race. But I think... I don't know if they're they might be like adding more spots for women in the future as as more women want to try to race that course. I wasn't I actually came to the event and I didn't even think I was going to race. I'd been Is it a mass start injury. in the qualifier? No, it's the way they formatted it. You get a bib and you get a chip and then you actually I think you I guess you only got one run, but you basically go go to the top and then you like tell the timers you're starting and you paddle through the there's like a start gate and an end gate. And once you paddle through the start gate, it gets the time on your chip. Or maybe they did photo or something this year. I don't exactly remember. But you basically paddle through the start gate, and then you race down and paddle through the finish gate. And they just get your time. Either It was either through photo or through a chip on yeah. your bib. And um, Sage Donnelly won it, right? Actually, no. I think Natalie won the downriver, the qualifier, Natalie Anderson. And then Sage was second. But then Sage won the, the Jake's race. Yeah, because no one, no one even remembers the qualifier. No one even cares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like unless yeah, so it's, it's like you top five, and then you go on to Jake's and yeah, and that's where yeah. And what would you think is like one of the hardest races you've raced? I know that's I know that's subjective. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think really like 
I didn't race and, you know, I didn't qualify for the Jake's race and it looks I hard. wasn't running Jake's. <laughs> I was coming off like a back injury. So I hadn't mm-hmm. been paddling for like a couple months and I just kind of did the S turn race because I realized paddling in Idaho wasn't as, as high impact and wasn't as hard on my body. That and it was actually so kind of fun. <laughs> it is really um, fun. You actually put yeah. full blades in the water and pull. Yeah, it's amazing. It cool. I'd go knuckle um, deep, baby. That's what I'd say. Yeah. We're going knuckles deep because you could actually <laughs> yeah. go all the way down. Yeah, no, it, it was it was cool. It was fun to it kind of like reinvigorated by like fire for paddling, coming off an injury and kind of being kind of bummed about that and mm-hmm. like questioning some things about that. Like, you know, just like what am what am I doing? Like that I think that's probably one of the hardest races out there. Um I just think the green race for me is one of the like it's it's got that amount where like you know it's long enough that it's you're kind of out of breath by the end when you're paddling hard and it's hard to be super clean and super consistent on every single rapid there just the training can be really hard the training's like hard kind of hard on your body you're just you get really sore and tired your and gear if too yeah if you take any crashes yeah it can be um, you can break you know, your body or get break your gear in the training yeah i know i know at least a couple of people <clears> this year who didn't even really end up racing because they got injured and um, that's always a, a hard bad thing, injuries whereas... out there, right? <laughs> There's some yeah. bad injuries mm-hmm. and a lot of broken boats always and broken paddles. Yeah. I think so even, I think one. even Dane broke two paddles, two Adachis yeah. there. <laughs> I know yeah. my buddy, John repaired one for him. So it's like, Dane's even yeah. breaking gear out well, there. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone it happens to everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I know about that too. <laughs> that is true i have broke paddles on the green and boats yeah. and body yeah. parts so i don't yeah. yeah i didn't think i don't think i broke any of my well i guess i actually did my boat it kind of had a little bit of a crease in it before mm-hmm. from something else but it did end up cracking i noticed at some point there was like a crack in in the side of my boat that i had to weld and i think that day sage was welding a boat and jeff was too we kind of had like a little welding <laughs> party over at shane's house wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's it's crazy ain't it yeah yeah um yeah and you went up to new york and did those you did your first mm-hmm. beaver fest huh yeah yeah that was pretty pretty fun i hadn't hadn't been up there before it's really cool um i think over the course of like three days so it was over what what is it memorial day weekend mm-hmm. or labor day labor day weekend there's September. a race on saturday um, and sunday yeah and so like most people have i guess that monday off work so we went up drove up like sometime on friday mm-hmm. and, it's kind of hard. It's hard because the way they do the releases there, they only release some of those sections like once a year. And so doing the race, I think I was talking to Jared, Jared Seiler put on the race yeah. this year and he was saying maybe in the future they'd try to get some Friday releases so people could get kind of more laps in before the race on Saturday because you kind of show up. We did like one practice practice lap on the raquette. Like and then right before the your race. race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, try to remember all the lines. Like yeah. I guess you can watch some video before you go and and then they did race on what? I guess the there were like two races on the Eagle. There was a long and short boat race mm-hmm. on the Eagle. And so they did a like three-part series. Um, but that was really cool because that whole weekend, we also ran like the Mosier um, mm-hmm. section of, I you guess can get a lot. Beaver. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, you, know... you can run like five sections or something. Like it was like five totally new sections to mm-hmm. me in one weekend. So I don't know, like, you know, I think it's worth it at least going up once and checking it out and. Or maybe like if you have that from the southeast, it's kind of hard. There were actually a lot of people who came up from the southeast. Coming from Maryland, it's not so bad. It's like a, I think it was only like six or seven hour drive, which isn't. It was seventeen for me. Yeah, yeah. Where that's Times like two. You know, that's a whole. You got to get a couple people at <laughs> like carpool and yeah. I drove halfway that's and met my cool. buddy Matt um, in Virginia, and we carpooled from there. So that way, it kind of yeah. broke it up. That knocked about six and a half hours seven hours off but it's mm-hmm. a brutal it's a brutal drive yeah i think yeah. if you could make it depending on like your work schedule and stuff too if well, you could make you could stop somewhere even stop at like the yacht or stop at mm-hmm. great falls on your way and just kind of make a trip out of it yeah you, you could been de- up north one year i before. detoured to niagara falls because i'd never seen it so i just <laughs> nice. went yeah. left and went up to buffalo yeah. Did Niagara yeah, Falls, then like, went just, eh, let's see what Niagara yeah. Falls is all about. Um, yeah, that's, that's always You're a fun trip. Yeah, I was um, chasing Niagara part two, yeah, I think is what I was go. doing. You're only as good as what you don't run. That's what Rafa told yeah. me. I'm just going on what Rafa RT says. You didn't run it. So, yeah. But I thought about it. You did. <laughs> so did In he. A barrel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he thought about it too. They made a whole documentary of it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So not spoiler alert. I just ruined um, Chase and Niagara for all the people. He didn't, he didn't run it guys. So don't waste your money. What else? Let's see. And one thing that we talked about was, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into this or not. We don't have to, if you don't want to, is the, the pressure of like validating your kayaking through these like green race and yeah. stuff like that. And it seems like it's more on the green race than anywhere else. I don't see a lot yeah. of people's like, you're not well, that good. I think good. that's just, there's this community around it or like, in some ways it's great, this like hyped community around it, but in some ways like, you know, people, it, it's a lot of pressure and, and there's especially certain people, like some, some of the top athletes, right. They feel a lot of pressure and they feel like they're being compared to other people, just how they do in this one race of a section that for some people we paddle like a couple weeks out of the year and mainly just to train for the race. And, you know, for me, I think like racing, I kind of just got into racing the first actually the first race I ever did was at the like national paddling film festival. I just, for some reason I like had friends that lived in, in, in that area, people that I'd met through paddling. They're like, you should come to this event. Um, and I just was like the Elkhorn. Oh, in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm familiar with it. It was just so random. Like for some reason, someone put this idea in my head and I like found a super cheap plane ticket like 200 bucks round trip or maybe like 100 bucks round trip and I had like I was like at the time I was working in an office and I was like okay this is in February what else am I doing I'll like go down to this festival I guess there's a race and it was really cool there, there's a really cool paddling community there met a lot of cool people you know they have had some good bourbon and what I, I actually did a, I was signed up for this race and I was just gonna borrow like a ripper or something from someone and mm-hmm. um actually Travis Overstreet who's like a big open, open mm-hmm. canoer, I've met Travis um, yeah yeah, he um, he was like looking for uh, he, his like, he was gonna do race OC two, and his partner dropped out at the last minute. So he's like hanging around the takeout. Like, does anyone want to paddle? <laughs> you became with me? a canoeer. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, I was like, I don't know. I was gonna paddle this ripper, but I was like, whatever. Like, I've never paddled this section before. I was like, that sounds kind of fun, and he seemed super hyped up, and he was like so excited, and um, and I I take you know, it y'all so won. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We beat sure some like 17 foot canoe in this little, like one of the open, like open whitewater canoes. It's probably yeah. like maybe 10 feet long. If that probably closer to like nine, like, I don't know. It was felt pretty short. And there's this, the whole time there's this massive, like, like, like Lake canoe, like, you know, I'm just like in the front. He's like, okay, just like charge as hard as you like can. Like a and short whitewater like canoe. At one point, like it's so, yeah, mm. it was a short whitewater one, like kind of wobbly. I'm not used to like kneeling like be like being like in that position and he was just like okay like you know at the end I almost capsized us somehow like I like was switching sides or something and we almost flipped and he like luckily did a brace like right at the end and we almost get passed by this canoe that we oh, had wow. been like right on our Sounds ass intense. All the time. it was pretty <laughs> it, intense so, so he was like just class so hyped two, it was three. Fun. yeah it's like class two I don't think yeah. there's any really class three at least in the race section there's like a a dam a broken dam that you run at one point but I don't think it's that's during the race I just thought it was fun and then I started racing in my kayak I did like the upper yacht race just um I was around a lot of my friends were were doing it I kind of wanted to like you know I had just started long boating and had gotten into attaining kind of over the winter that's a big thing in the DC area and Mm. something I could do where I didn't have to shuttle with other people and just had a lot of fun like the community that surround was surrounding racing and you know meeting new people and you know doing laps with people especially like getting in more into doing laps and lapping sections and then I kind of always thought of myself or not thought of myself but I just generally was like kind of a slower paddler yeah for a while and until I got into racing and really focused on like being more efficient with my strokes and getting more power out of my do you feel that it paddling faster like do you feel that that getting into that actually helped your like paddling yeah yeah a ton. like it did like it just, did. Just I feel idea, that like, way doing too lapped and like Fo- like specifically focusing on especially like training on ra- for sections like the upper yacht where it's not necessarily like the hardest like scariest white water like you know going fast on something like the green where it's where it's still really technical and there's high consequence if you mess up yeah is kind of scary but like on the upper yacht I was like okay I can just play around with you know like I play boat here all the time mm-hmm. there's a lot of spots where I'm not too concerned about flipping and like if I flip I don't feel like I'm gonna get injured so just trying to paddle as fast as I can and play around with that and it definitely helped my paddling overall like just my my whole paddling style kind of started to transform a bit and 
I'm still not necessarily the fastest paddler. Like if we're just paddling down river, you know, I've noticed I can like get that power and get that, like that really quick sprint in sections where I need to. And that's helped me a ton as I like progress into harder and harder whitewater. Yeah. I, I usually tell people, I'm like, I, you know, once you learn the basics, then it's a matter of getting like when I got back into paddling again, that, then I got into racing and I yeah. got super competitive. That was my problem. And yeah. <laughs> I, it, I, it became an obsession. But then what I did, I actually started like researching a lot more. I would watch, mm-hmm. like, I would look up things like those Olympic sprint paddlers, you know, those guys in the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like they, there's the whole document, there's whole documentaries yeah. on how they do the catch the release, Mm -hmm. the torso rotation. And I just, it it just actually made me such a better, stronger paddler. But obviously, you know, you need deep water to make things like that. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You know, races like the green. But like like practicing, you know, practicing on flat water can be, it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily the most exciting thing to do, but especially for like your sprints, practicing on flat water is pretty big. And then I think also getting used to not even the actual like paddling fast, but for me before I would take a lot of backstrokes, you know, mm, and correction. Um, yeah. And sometimes, especially on something like steep, like the green, I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm going way too fast. I don't feel like I'm in control, you know, but getting used to that speed, using that speed to your advantage and still being able to drive your boat and go where you want. And not just like, once you go too fast, like sit in the back seat, take backstrokes. It yeah, definitely I- helped my I always tried to eliminate a backstroke. If I'm backstroking, I'm probably about ready to go into a sieve or something. Usually I'm bow bow or stern drawing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, during race, well, not just kind of goofing off and regular paddling, but I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. usually using bow and stern draws. That way my efficiency stays. I'm I'm never doing that. And if I want to slow down, I just stop paddling. (laughs) Or I'll just kind of like drag a rudder or something. I know what you mean. You can actually, where, you know, you got big water stuff. You can never, you know, you're racing like the golly. You cannot go fast Mm -hmm. enough. The upper yacht, the Koei, you you can't go fast Mm -hmm. enough. But then you race to green. Well, yeah, you can go too fast. You're like, okay, yeah. Especially in long boats. You can go too fast. And it it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think there's like on the green, there's like one or two spots where, you know, it's actually good or like, you know, for me going into pin cushion, for example, I'd usually take like a back sweep on my on my right to kind of like avoid the one rock and kind of like help turn my bow. And there's like a couple spots where it wasn't, I would be like, okay, this is fine. But mm-hmm. just overall, try not to backstroke. At um, all. I mean, in theory. Yeah. yeah, really at all. Dane does that in his <laughs> videos sometimes. So I was like, okay, well, Dane's doing it. I can, I can do a backstroke there. Oh, well, yeah. Well, if Dane pulls it off. You know, he does 10,000 forward and one back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like a hummingbird when he comes yeah. out of the gate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like an 18, I'm like an 18 wheeler. Yeah. I'm like an 18 wheeler pulling out of a parking lot of the pilot yeah. station. Dane's like yeah, a hummingbird. Like, <laughs> yeah. Zero to a thousand in a minute. I'm like zero to like, about wait. five to 10. Yeah. Then I yeah. max out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've watched his videos too and, and definitely tried to like, I see things that, you know, we, mm-hmm. we had talked about that too, about how you, you know, in today's age, we can watch YouTube videos of people and then like, oh, look what they do here. And all we got to do is go out yeah. there and practice it. Yeah. Let's see. No, that was a, no, that was a crazy thing. Dane in his short boat was still like sixth overall, I think time. Like a four, this year, four or something. Four, no, I think he was like a 420. And we were like, like, no one even talks about that. They're talking no. about, is going to break up four in his long boat? But they don't realize like. Can you see that? Okay, maybe. Oh, maybe it was 428. I thought it was like, I thought it was faster. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. So, yeah. So he drops a 428 in his short boat. Okay. Maybe it wasn't like sixth place, but it was like top 20. And I was like, that's still really impressive for, you know, everyone's obsessed with all the long boats, but. Yeah. And he's a 410 in his long boat. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to some, but a 428 in a short boat, Mm -hmm. that's fast. That's real fast. And that's, that's really fast. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, I, I like paddling a short boat on the green. I, I like paddling a long boat too, but I get to do it a lot more than some. So I don't get really that nervous about it. The only time I do get nervous is when I don't do it for a long time and then I go back. So I feel the pain that everyone else feels. It comes to, I'm like, wow. And I know the lines really well. And I'm like, they're just now learning. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that one year, I think 2019, Evan Evan Garcia, that was his first mm-hmm. longboat lap out there. And mm-hmm. it's it's it definitely interesting to see somebody like Evan a little nervous yeah. going into go left, going, ooh, <laughs> it's a gap that big. For him, yeah, it's that big because yeah. he's paddling, you know, he's paddling rivers that are massive. And then yeah. just wide enough for a paddle to go. It's a different style river plus a different style of boat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. People don't realize how many times somebody runs one of these rapids. Yeah. Like you yeah. think, oh, you just go out there. I was like, no, no, buddy. I've been out there. Trust me. Guys like Dane and Isaac, we were out there. And I think they did maybe six or seven laps at go left. Just go left. Yeah, just go left. Right. And that one's a hard one to, to hike back up. Yeah. And you it's have to kind of. <laughs> a lot of level commitment, and a lot of risk yeah. and injury. But, it, but I think it is really cool to see, like, I think Dalen's first race and he did super well. And He's definitely, you know, watching laps, him paddle yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another one of those young kids that are just next level. He does a lot of slalom too, right? Yeah. That's the next thing. It's like, you know, everyone's trying to pit Sage and Adrian against each other. They're going to be Kalen versus Dane, Isaac versus Dane, you know. It's, it will, yeah. yeah. All that. We're all those guys. Uh, yeah, it's easy to set. It, making set, memes about <clears throat> that. Making memes and sitting yeah, back and telling and making comparing people to each other and just, yeah. just, just say hey you guys are doing great yeah good that's luck that's what I, I always say when i never do that Sage, when when people ask her hey are you gonna beat adrian this year i never say are you gonna like be are you gonna beat adrian <laughs> really no you're not racing <laughs> oh okay yeah you're you're telling me it's like i don't want to yeah. hear it i don't want to hear it uh, the, yeah. just say good luck and yeah Stay clean. Hope for you. I'm cheering for you. That's what I say. I'm like, hey, you know, um, hey, Isaac, you're going to beat Dane? It's like, yeah, like he needs to think about that even more. We don't have to go into the Green River localism stuff if you don't want to about like the Nick no, and his yeah. boat and his tree. We'll kind of avoid that topic. No, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we won't go into that. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I don't think what whatever happened with that, I don't think. I don't, I don't know, like, all the details. I didn't even really know what happened, and I just think, you know. Oh, I'll edit this out. No if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. <laughs> you want to talk about it? No, I just think whoever, like, I don't think it was hopefully not, like, super ill-intended in, or, you know. Well, let's, you want me to bring it up then? I'm going to bring it up. No, it's, no, it's okay. okay. I don't know. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, because we could ruffle too many feathers. Um, we talked yeah. about the NFC. The other topic that we can go into, well, we could, I guess we could talk about, like, you're paddling in different regions. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you've, so for a lot of people that don't know, you've actually, especially last year, you know, even though we won't talk that it was a lockdown, you still traveled around. You yeah. went and you, you went it, to the, yeah, 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 you went to like the PNW. And so you got to experience that. And I have too, and I highly recommend it. You just, you haven't experienced Colorado yet, but you'll probably experience no, it. Not, yeah. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, and so you got to go to the PNW and the um, Southeast. You spent a long time yeah, in the Southeast yeah. and the PNW. What do you think is, like, what would you tell people, like, you know, there's a lot of people, it's like, oh, what's the best region to live in and where, you know, I know you haven't mm-hmm. lived there and paddled a ton in all of these areas, but just yeah. someone that has, what would you say to those people that, yeah. are like, oh, you know, the PNW is the best place to, for kayaking, no, the Southeast, no, um, I think, DC, I wherever. I think it kind of, it totally depends, like, there's so many different factors, you know, it's hard for each specific person I think if I knew about a person and like their like overall kind of like lifestyle and goals it'd be easy to pick out a region but like for example being in the in the DC area and I think that's I think DC area is great There's but it's a only one river who can yeah but I mean it's great in certain ways like if you're if you have like if you're really serious about a career right or you want to be mm. able to like go and get a quick like smash and grab session after work or dawn patrol and you want like-minded people who want to do that kind of you know you and can that's still year round five. correct yeah you can paddle class five pretty much any day of the year that's um, that's awesome you know some days it's a lot stouter than other days but there's really i don't think there's really i mean maybe years and years ago there's really since i've been paddling there's never been a time where the river's too low to paddle um you can do attainments and play boating pretty much any day of the year as well it's not necessarily like 
the play boating isn't necessarily always world-class depending mm -hmm. on like the water level, but there's something you can do, you know, you can mess around. And so I think for a lot of, and I think that the culture, the paddling community here kind of reflects that mm -hmm. um, you don't necessarily have the most serious paddlers. You don't really have a lot of a dirt bag paddlers around here. You can't afford to live That's in true. this area. Like, <laughs> you can't be a homeless people, guy. Yeah. All the people, all of us who are like, I'm not even considering myself like a dirt bag paddler, but everyone who kind of is, it's like, we're all, when we're in the area, we're living with our parents. We're not like necessarily like That's paying true. rent here. So You'd be 30 years old and still living with your parents there, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 40s. No, that's a, you know, that's a, it's, it's a cool region for that sort of thing. And then, and then you're close to, you know, for weekend trips, you're close to like the Yawk. Yeah, like, like what, West three Virginia, hours? Like the Blackwater, I think, and the Yawk are like, yeah, within like three hours mm -hmm. away. So it's like not right there, but it's, you have some really good options and, you know. But you, you keep your of, like, skills kinda... fresh and strong on exactly. the falls. And then, like yeah. you said, you could even, even if the falls are too high or too low, just go do attainments. Yeah, you could just exactly. go do attainments. So there's, there's always something to do. And um, So you're saying Great Falls is your is your favorite region. That's what it sounds like. I, I don't. Sounds like everywhere else sucks. No, no, I wouldn't say that at all. No, all I think the, rivers the southeast suck. is great. Like, I think the, in the southeast, the thing I like about being in the southeast is it's a lot easier to find people to paddle with on, like, especially on like weekdays, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's just more paddlers, like more, more people paddling. Let's just say more people paddling like class four, class five. In the um, variety. Regularly. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then you have, you have, you're just so close to so many different rivers, but you know, last year was a lot different than this year in the Southeast. Last mm -hmm. year it was like, I can tell you that. <laughs> raining a ton. There were a bunch of different creeks. We paddled all the several time. things. And then yeah. this year it's like, okay, what's running the green. Yeah. And that's like, and the green's like seven inches and you're like, okay. Green, well, like low water, Chattooga. Yeah. It's still yeah. great. You know, you still have paddling, but it's just not, you know, on, in low water years, it's not quite as great. And then, you know, this year, it kind of like last year, this time of year, being in the PNW, everything was dried out. But this year, like they got some rain and got a couple bigger rainstorms. Mm. And now like the little whites running and maybe, I don't really know that area well enough to say but it looks like it might just keep running throughout the winter at this point um mm -hmm. into the spring you... it'll actually be a longer so season what would you think of the pnw compared to like the like think, what you so i think the southeast like the paddling community there is great there's like a lot of different variety people do like you have people who spend time like long boating slicey boating play boating creaking oh kayak like variety that's true yeah, the PNW, like, not that you can't do those things there, but for the most part, people are paddling their creek boats or half slices. River on, runners, like, yeah. River running, yeah, um, or running waterfalls. And there is some really good slicey boating to be had out there, but it's just not, it's getting there, there's, I think, but it's not nobody. the same. Like, it's not, like, as big of a community doing that out there yet. But I think the PNW really shines for kind of multi-sport and then getting into the more hardcore kayaking and kind of training on harder rivers and more remote too. harder rivers yeah yeah it's yeah. it's There's more just remote. Some more like the whitewater out there is just kind of of a different different like just a, a different class than like the southeast whitewater you know you have some really really big stuff and but um, just bigger features and not as not as rocky and yeah, maybe so, not as technical in some ways but in other ways like like you would yeah. think, because I paddled also at NDC and the PNW, and you would you would you agree with me on this that I think paddling the falls is the closest to the PNW, where you need those long water yeah, think, booths and yeah. and booths off of drops. Where the southeast, yeah, I think if you're just used to rock sliding, some, yeah, you have some like maybe like the pigeon dries too is kind of um, something that's like when it's mm -hmm. flowing is like more comparable to like the western style whitewater so. mm -hmm. um but yeah great great falls in some ways you know that the type of like skills you build there do translate really well to the like pnw style boating it's hard to like i don't know it's just like if you like kayaking you can't really go wrong with any of those regions. that's true it kind of you'll figure it out on. always yeah. people ask me i'm like you'll figure it out when you get there i'm telling you yeah <laughs> and i think learn. the pnw it, it is really cool because people are into so many different sport like people God, just go really crazy, hard at everything they do like they'll go do like a dawn patrol little white and then they'll go like 
mountain bike and then they'll go paragliding or go like kiteboarding or something. Yeah, you know, what's the like, uh, and you do this on... all in like one day and then you also went to work like what? <laughs> Maybe we should trail run. Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ, yeah. dude. We just did yeah. like a 10-mile mountain bike hardcore and yeah. then we went and did a little white lap and yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. Yeah, you they, you nailed it on that one. There's it seems like that region kind of like that lifestyle. It keeps you in shape though. I got in such great shape out there because I never found myself kind of like slowing down. I felt like, and I wasn't going as hard as everybody else was because you'll break your body. Well, as you found, I mean, your back, yeah. you'll start yeah. feeling it. You'll start feeling it. So yeah, you got to listen sure. to your body to slow down out there. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. What was one of your favorite rivers out there? I know they're all pretty damn good, but I mean, what was your favorite river? Uh, in the I mean, the one I ran the most probably was the, um, like the white salmon actually so like the little white mm -hmm. is a separate blow bz or whatever yeah well mainly like the trust the green mm -hmm. trust section of that um which is kind of like one of the upper sections and then there's like bz that's got um, big brother and, and little brother like on the... it mm -hmm. yeah yeah and zigzag i think at the end or yeah. something yeah yeah, so yeah that was like, a really good one yeah that's the one i probably ran the most so I really, I started to really, you know, I got to run it at all different, like lower water, higher water, not super high, but kind of like, you know, more, more fluffy and, um, got to learn that one. And that's the one that was like running most. Cause at some point the little white, you know, I was out there like starting in February and I think by like the end of March, the little white was already pretty much like out for the What's season. the season not, there, by the way, for people listening, I guess for the little white, well, it's, it's been running the past couple of weeks that kind of lower ish flows um no what would you tell someone i know there's I some rarities like like, Gen, yeah. like well i guess like i guess february was pretty good for last year january february was like it was running consistently and it was a good level but it wasn't like too crazy high i think like december last year it was like pretty high when it was running like early january so i think like end of january through like february was pretty solid from what i remember that's the time um, that you would tell people to go if you want to run the little white, you know, it's really cold there. So it kind of depends. Like if you wanted to go run the trust, you could go a little later in the season, probably. Um, yeah. And we'll, I'll explain you, this. There's like different sections throughout mm -hmm. all of Washington. Like if you go to like Leavenworth area, I think that was later in the spring. May was when that was kind of yeah. going off. Yeah. And to explain this to people that don't know, because I mean, I found out a lot of people don't know is they don't really rely on rain out there like in the, in the PNW region, it's, you know, outside the, there are rainstorms that's happening like here and there, but it's basically they're waiting for snow melt to melt up on the mountain to, mm -hmm. it gets warm up there and it makes the river. So it would be yeah. 65 yeah. degrees outside, which is great. 60 to 70 degrees in like April, May, and the river would be mm -hmm. massive. It'd be like four and a half, yeah. almost five foot. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. It hasn't rained, but it hadn't rained in like weeks, but that's yeah. not what makes the rivers exactly. out there. Yeah. So I usually tell people right around kind of the beginning of spring, the early spring, like mm -hmm. February, yeah, March, say, start planning yeah. your trip. I, I think it kind of, and it all depends on the year too, like the snowpack for that year and asking people who are local or who have mm -hmm. spent more time That's there. Key. Like I've been there one season. So I was like just starting to figure out, you know, how things were running. Um, but yeah, there was like this heat wave, right. And I think it was like, maybe in June or something. And it was crazy because it, the river had been really low. Like the white salmon itself had been really low. And I think that drainage comes off Mount Adams, I want to say. And, and all of a sudden there was this crazy heat wave where like you heard news stories of like Portland, you know, it was like over a hundred. Oh, I heard, I read that same thing. A like hundred something. And all the snow, it was like all the snowpack on the mountain, like melted. And so the river was like super Brown and it was running and it wasn't like high, in high, June. but it was like, yeah, it was like it hadn't been running. It had been too low. Then all of a sudden it was like really high and then it dropped out way too low. And it was kind of like it just blew the whole load like all at once. It was kind of kind of wild. Um, but it looks like they're getting hopefully some precipitation out there this year. I think it's like La Nina or El Nino this year or something mm -hmm. like that. And that's like affecting like the southeast has been drier, but it's been wetter out there. And the way like the current, the air currents or the weather patterns are moving it's crazy it because maybe run a little bit longer you could start you could start right around like early spring to mid-spring and start at the pnw work your way down to idaho and then work your way to colorado yeah. because colorado yeah, starts taking off like late may 
then all that snow melts just goes. So it's crazy how you could kind of time it. I hope to do that again this year. I did that one year and that was like some of the best kayaking I had my entire mm-hmm. life was starting yeah. at like Hood River, White Salmon, and then working my way down to Idaho, then going into Colorado. Yeah. I'm like, yes, then working my way back to the Southeast. That's so fun to, um, to time that. So I hope to get that again this year, figure it out when I get there. <laughs> That's how I figured yeah. I'll do California too. And I'm like, I'll just drive out there. And it's like, where do you, I don't know. I'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, just when meet I get up there. with some people, figure yeah. it out and, yeah. and correlate with some people and figure and some runs you, out. Yeah. Get whatever you can. And then, you know, it's one thing if you do have like, you know, certain people, if you've been paddling for years and years and you've been watching videos and have set things in mind and talking to people, that's Mm -hmm. great. But like, you know, there's, I think certain runs that I would want to do after talking to people, but also just keep an open mind and just, yeah, to think, to think you're going to, yeah, to think you're going to get everything on one trip to a lot of these, you're crazy. No, unless you're willing to spend especially like that when it's day to day, even, you know, you can't plan it out too far in advance. You're kind of going day to day based on like what's running today. Whereas, where's a crew going to be? You know, it's like, if you're not the type who can just go and solo all those months yeah, a day, well, yeah, good luck. Over, like overnighters <laughs> in like a day, you know, and just route everything. I think your body will start breaking down. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. yeah. If you try to just go roost it all. I know what I could bring up. What kind of dry suit do you use? Mm. I hear you're doing yeah. a video oh, on yeah. like a dry suit, a review. You're <laughs> it's gonna in do the like- making. It's um a year in the making. No. Um, just trying to get some content I should, together. I no, I've, I've been asking, like, there's a lot of questions specifically mm-hmm. from, you know, other, like, female paddlers that I get because I've tried some different dry suits, and um, there's some questions about, like, mm-hmm. the different features. And right now I've been using, I got it last year, the um, Immersion Research. Oh, man, I think it's the, I'm blanking on the, on the name of the model, actually. Um, so I had this Kokotat one, which was, like, the, the two piece, I believe, is called the idol, and then the What's, icon. Is this it's it? kind of confusing. Um, Can you see it on the screen? Wait, yeah, let me go back. Yeah, the Aphrodite. That's the one. Okay. Um, so that's the one I've been using, and I've been pretty happy with it. Um, I'm like. Five Do you have eight. it in the purple? I've got it pulled up here on yeah, the screen. Yeah, that, that's and... actually the only color they have, I think, at least from last year or whatever the year I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I, the purple I like, you know, somehow a lot of women's gear is a lot of my, I mean, my, I have this, this pink kayak. So a lot of my gear is becoming like pink and purple, which, oh yeah, um, not necessarily super intentionally. I, I do like the purple. I have heard a couple people say it is pretty dark, like, especially when it gets wet. Um, it's really like a dark purple, which it looks good, but just for, you know, in terms of like visibility and it's not Gore-Tex, getting correct? dark out. No, I think IR does kind of their own. A PCW so there's like, there's recycled whole, polyester about, about Gore-Tex. They, the way they like, you know, the way they have it patented and only they have contracts with certain companies. And it's yeah, like Coca-Tech. Like some, now they got one with yeah. NRS. Yeah. So, um, but it's kind of IRs, I guess, like they have their own, you know, technologies for their fabric and it, um, yeah, it seems pretty dry and. It does, it's, it, it's like what a did you have it's what are you comparing it to out. so i had the kokatat idol which was like their two-piece dry suit so instead of with that i've used like a, I've used a bunch of different dry suits i rented one once that was like a front zip which i hated the front zipper it just gets too. in your way when you're paddling and especially it's like stiff. If you have it's any real stiff right here all, yeah yeah and then that one had like a front p-zip which for me isn't like my preferred thing just i know some people some women like that but it's just to me it seems like a pain like one more piece of gear you have to have on you if you want to be able to pee and you know let alone go number two at all <laughs> yeah um, and then the normal like like nrs and kokatat also do like just these drop seat dry suits where yeah for the women's suit you usually have either a front zip or a rear zip like over your shoulders um, and then you also have the drop seat. So you have, so like those suits will usually have two big zippers that go all the way across. So you have your entry dry suit and then you also have the drop seat. And a lot of, a lot of complaints I've heard, I've used one like once and I didn't have a major issue with it, but it is like you have this big zipper right along like your hips and kind of on your butt. And so like a lot of people say like the zipper just bunches up and is really uncomfortable and like digs into their hips. Like by the back band. Pads. You think it's because yeah, of the like, back like, yeah, that or makes on your sense. hip pads or the back band. So 
you know, it's one thing if you're rafting, people don't really have issues with that. But if you're kayaking, it's kind of uncomfortable. And then, so Kokotat's idol suit, um, which is a two-piece, so you can actually wear the dry top. And I still have and use, like, the dry top as my dry top. Um, You can separate it fully into two pieces. And they do, like, a men's and a women's. And they have, like, a special zipper kind of system to, you, like, close it up. And then you, like, twist this thing and it locks it it down. And I had issues with it a couple times leaking, but... I think it is it a man and woman men and women same one yes i mean they have different sizing different models but they do have it in a men's and in a women's my issue with the women's was so kokotat overall i think their sizing is they've kind of perfected it at least for me for like an average body type it it seems pretty good i'd be big for the medium or kind of in the lower end of the large and for me i don't like being restricted and especially my upper body or even in your legs when you're like sitting in your dry suit or you're trying to hike in it. So with the large, it fit my limbs really well, but then even felt a little bit short, but then like, there's just like so much excess in the waist that I kind of had to like bunch up and I'm Mm. not even that like super skinny, you know, but I was like, okay, this is a little bit, I I don't know, but, but it did. You got to fit a wide variety of people. Yeah. Um, Did you, but you didn't, you can custom fit those. You didn't custom fit them. You just, no, because you just took... it's, I got mine on sale and it was like, okay. you know, if you do a custom one, it's like, you have to pay whatever it is. So which one would you prefer if you could only choose one? Well, no. So, so far I've really been happy with the immersion research um, suit. Just the way the fit is, is pretty good. And the way the zipper, they designed it like really well. So it doesn't like get stuck on, or you don't feel it on your back band at all. The, yeah. the Kokotat suit, I did sometimes feel it like, because it's right in the middle sometimes it would bunch up in the back and be like up yeah. against my back band which isn't the end of the world but it's sometimes just a bit uncomfortable in the ir suit they have it designed so the zipper is like right above your back band so so nice, the but... so the you you choose our you hear that that's the suit i have right well, now there you go you I hear like, that yeah. immersion research right there yeah you have a satisfied customer for now yeah no that's that's no that's the suit i like the colors it would have you tried any of the level six stuff options. I actually haven't. Well, you're missing out. Yeah, I saw I can you. Tell you. I had a dry top from them. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I'm trying to get a dry suit no, from I think, them, too. So They're the, all sold the out. The big thing, what I liked about the Kokotat and the IR suit was having only that one zipper. For me, yeah. I really hated even, even a front zip or even the rear zip along your shoulders. I just hate having that extra bulk on my shoulders. You know, both of those suits, the two-piece Kokotat and the, the IR Aphrodite, they both feel like they have extra fabric like at that zipper zone yeah um honestly probably to help you get into the suit and out of the suit too like the ir one if it was much smaller i think it would be kind of hard to like you'd have to bend weird to get into it because you enter the suit through the drop seat and it's only that one zipper but for me like not having any zippers along your shoulders or your upper body is really nice not having that bulk up there like in your way when yeah you're that's what paddle and yeah that was um, one of the, the things Aphrodite, yeah the guy from bomber gear out at the old school bomber gear, he was trying to eliminate the zippers up here. Right, so he yeah. put it in the legs when it was terrible. Um, did, it yeah, looked like, be... you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's I've so bad. It's so bad. But it's just that it seems like zipper. Cause it went from like ankle to ankle. It was so it was big. Crazy. It was yeah. <laughs> that immersion research you're talking about there. That one looks good. I like that concept mm-hmm. that they got going on where it just like opens yeah. up and you slide in. Wow. What kind of paddles do you use? What's your favorite? What's your go-to oh, paddle? Right now, I've been using... Cool, me too. No, no, I I wish. I've mainly been using Werner paddles, what I've been able to get a hold of, and I had a Gallus Sport that I broke on the Russell Fork. The Um, Mantic? Yeah, the the Manic, or I think it's like uh, Elite Manic something. Their Um, Creek Boat Blade, the Gallus Sport Creek Boat Blade. Which is really, honestly, that was my go-to. That's a good paddle. paddle. That's a really good paddle. really like just the way your stroke feels in the water feels really really you bent shaft or straight shaft that one was a straight shaft what do you prefer but it has like that forward offset i haven't really used i think straight shafts just for me like the feel is fine they're easier to get a hold of they're less Mm -hmm. expensive i think it's just like less to go wrong and lighter i think for me like being able to use any paddle like because if you break a paddle or you have to borrow someone's paddle for a trip right like I think it's like you can't get too set in your ways of like using a certain type of paddle or another, even with offsets, you know, I've used right now. My paddle I think is 
35 or 40, but I've used 30 for a while. My Gal Sport was actually a 50, which I really liked for for the racing. I think helps 45 with is, show is rotation, good too. Yeah. I think, yeah, I have like for play boating, I have used like zero or 15 degree. I don't have one, but I've used them before. And I think just being able to be versatile and like pick up a paddle and just start using it pretty quickly is so so you don't have your gala sport anymore between um i'm trying to get it repaired what do you what are you currently using now then i think i'm using a stakeen a warner stakeen um shogun kind of oh no the no 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 no, it's yeah it's yeah it's a but you also have have a surge right yeah i do i do use the surge i was using that on the green um i like the fiberglass out there yeah Uh, i think it was like 197 (laughs) A little bit shorter there and then when i'm back home at at great falls area like potomac area i usually use the stikine which is like the foam core yeah and it's I like a, a smaller version of the shogun that was what the one i was mm-hmm. th- meaning the stikine yeah yeah you like so which one do you like foam core over fiberglass if i'm on like bigger water i think just getting a little bit stiffer of a blade and a little bit more like you know i kind of have like actually bought a boat that came with i think i showed you it's like this old at paddle oh yeah it's a bench I, <laughs> that i've been using play boating it's really heavy but i'm like it's a beast i don't want to mess up yeah i think i broke two or three paddles this year that's so my play boating paddle yeah so oh yeah so yeah. going on about play boating um anything else you want to cover on gear like well i got a question for you um where do, do you run a toe tether i have one but it's tucked away i don't have it like clipped out or anything oh okay. usually it's like it's not, you know, usually it's like in a pocket somewhere. So you don't my, wear it across bed. your chest no. like that. Okay. Maybe like a year. We won't go into it too I would, much. I would I, wear I, it. I've, I've know, beat I this forget. topic to death. I think, I think you talked to this, someone else about this. And basically my answer, I think it was like Boyd maybe. And it's like, when you're teaching, it makes sense to wear it. When you're on class two, three, and you know, you're going to be rescuing people. But for me, like, I don't want to clip into anything on class four or five. Like, like where on the green? Dangling out. Like, yeah, I don't want it like dangling out and potentially getting snagged on something. It's like, if you can't bulldoze a boat safely on a section, you really probably shouldn't be clipping into it. And generally, you know, your priority your is going to be the person. And when you're paddling at that level, like, hopefully people aren't swimming. And, you know, if you do need to really do a rescue, like, hopefully you have enough people and enough experience between your group to take care of the gear without needing the toe tether and putting yourself at more risk well so so you mentioned play boating while ago so okay so to answer the question no tara does not run a toe tether she keeps one with her but she doesn't run it i have one but i don't i don't yeah i don't blame you i have a sling which is technically a toe tether that i can turn into a toe tether anytime yeah so you were lucky enough you know uh to paddle the the first version of the, or the, I guess, one of the the latest versions of the Dagger Nova. And you paddled the Supernova Nova. So you've got some experience with that. You paddle slicey boats. You got into slicey yeah. boating, right? And you, you really, you became yeah, a I mean, pretty solid yeah. all around slicey boater, which is not easy. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess like I kind of got, I got, I bought this triple X a few years ago. It was like the first slicey boat I had. The holy And my boyfriend at the time, he, he had like a centrifuge or something. And Mm -hmm. like a couple of our friends had gotten into slicey boating. And before that, I just had my one boat was like a party brap and it was like, do my do everything boat. I did everything in it. And I had started like toying with like learning how to stir and squirt and stuff. And once he got a slicey boat, I was like, well, I have to get a slicey boat. So I just Mm. found whatever on like Facebook or something. And, and then really kind of picked it up from there. And then would use that i think it was actually one of my friends noah he he like encouraged me to take it down the upper yacht mm-hmm. like once and i was like okay. and then started i guess last summer really when i was spending more time i think i got i think i had a siren which i was kind of big for the siren but mm-hmm. it's still that's another holy really grail well. there, how are you getting all these boats how do you get a triple x and siren those are like two of the hardest know. boats to find i don't know where i where i the first siren i think i just had a friend who had one and i was like i need to get one of those like it looks sick wow. like i was like it looks like actually like i could throw it around so i got the siren i was like okay like all bets are off a little shorter a little more narrow yeah. yeah and i paddled out with some people on the on the yacht on the upper yacht who were like really good slicey boaters and just pretty much just watched what they were doing i guess we actually spent some time on the Akoi, mm-hmm. and i know like i spent some time paddling with casey 
Casey Jones in Slicey Boats. When I worked at NOC, I guess that was really when I started Slicey Boating was like at NOC because we'd go to the Ocoee and the Nantahala and it was like, well, I'm not going to take my creek boat. You know, we'd go after work or whatever. And that's when I kind of started like figuring it out and started really seeing the, the appeal. Yeah. Like, yeah. On the Yawk is, and I guess on the Ocoee with you is where I kind of started watching people who knew what they're doing, like watched what they were doing and just try to copy it. And yeah. in spots where it was like safe. So I was like, okay, even if I fail, like. Like, and for, for a lot of people listening, they know about the Ocoee, but they don't really know how good the upper yacht is yeah. in a slicey boat. Yeah. It I've done really it. Good. It's yeah. really good. It's fun. It's right on par with yeah. like the Ocoee. Um, it's just yeah. different seams and eddy lines. There's a lot of cartwheel mm-hmm. holes, flat spins. It's, it's a fun run. Yeah. yeah so it you is, paddled. Yeah. So those are the, those two boats you kind of started out in and paddled. What did mm-hmm. you, um, how did you feel about the Nova? Like, yeah, I mean, I know in, it's, and this is a prototype. Like, yeah, this is, this yeah. is not a finished in terms boat of, for people. So listening. I paddled the Supernova and the Nova and, you know, I paddled them on the Yacht, which is like, I paddled, I paddled like, you know, the Ace out there, Ultrafuge, all different kinds of boats. And to me, they paddle more similarly downriver to something like the Triple X or the Ultrafuge. Mm-hmm. Like it is really low volume bow and stern. So you do kind of get that feel of like, sometimes your bows, you kind of have to like plug the bow and just ride it out, you know? And mm-hmm. um, that was like one of the biggest things I felt paddling down river, but it felt, you know, they both felt kind of different from each other. The, the supernova is a lot longer. So it has do a different you, feel. Do you feel we um, had talked about it. You feel you're in between sizes. Yeah. Kind like of. you, I think you can go both ways, right? Yeah. Honestly, I think I'd more gravitate towards like the bigger, the supernova just because it was still, I could still cartwheel it. And mm-hmm. It was really like stable on the ends. Like there was just more for me to play around with versus the Nova was like, I had to be quicker with the cartwheels and, you know, on end, I feel like it was a little twitchier just cause I was at the higher end of the other weight range mm-hmm. for it. And it's a bit shorter of a boat, but yeah, both of them were super fun. And were they comfortable? Um, they're so comfortable. Like that's the biggest thing I think is like, I really do love, I have an ACE four seven and I really do love that for, it's just like it has a lot more rocker and so it's a lot you know down river paddling um it paddles less like a full slicey boat as compared to like a triple x or something it's a little bit easier down river but they're so uncomfortable like those old <laughs> school boats like my hip would just be like I won't be able to walk for like a day after because I'm and I'm like I'm Me not too. even that old I'm I feel like, like oh, I've been in shit. I feel like I've been in a yeah. car wreck I tell somebody, I'm like, Novas, I feel like I've been in a like, car wreck. Even the Novos, like, I could wear shoes. I mean, granted, not, like, huge clunker shoes, but, like, my, like, low yaks or something. Yeah, I wear my high yaks, yeah. In there. Like, my hip, I don't have to get out and stretch at all. Like, I could just sit in it all day and hang out. And, um, yeah, those. that's, like, one of the biggest things was the comfort level. And then the hull on both of them was, like, for surfing, I thought the Triple X was one of the best boats I'd i'd had for like surfing especially in like a glassy wave but Mm -hmm. that thing was just so much looser like so much quicker to spin around and so easy to control that was like the biggest thing with those is yeah and and in a like they just did really really well in features like in a whole cartwheeling them super stable like easy to control kind of did whatever you wanted to do so you feel you feel dagger kind of knocked it out of the park with their like slicey boat like if it now let's let's just add a disclaimer it is a prototype and as we all know sometimes between prototypes yeah no i think i think i hope it's like the prototype i I really do Yeah, that's good because you're you're like the fourth or fifth person that I've had conversations with that came back with like, yeah, yeah, it's it's really that if you really like to slicey boat and you kind of like, I don't think it would be necessarily the best. Like, I don't don't even want to say that. But like, if you're kind of just like a really new kayaker and you're not comfortable flipping upside down and and, you know, you're getting into slicey boating, it might be weird for you, you know, but if you really are driven to get good at slicey boating or like you know what you're doing and you want to have a really good time like it's a sick boat i think a lot of the top what i consider kind of like some of the top slicey boaters that have paddled it are like oh yeah this is like you know this is sick this is like if you're you know if you're really looking to do some cool stuff um this is the boat you can do a lot with it you can you can throw it around but um, it's, it's just kind of a different style it's more like I'm, a down river yeah. slice i guess versus just like 
going to tear up in a feature. Yeah, it's like, that's how I described it. It's more like downriver freestyle. And it's got or a like rotomolded molded step out pillar. Like if you want so a slicey boat on the mm -hmm. green or something, mm -hmm. I guess. And you want to like go. I wouldn't recommend slicey boats on I the green. I don't, I mean, that's not exactly what I. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. They're going to be either. there whether we recommend but it or not. I'm just saying. And then like the, the Novas or the Supernova, like something like the Golly or something a little bit bigger water it just shines so well and then mm -hmm. it can also do it's just gonna be a little harder on steeper stuff because you don't have as much rocker like yeah um, we're like know, a low key it's so much slicier where yeah it doesn't necessarily boof as well but for me it's like that's not what you necessarily want out of no, your slicey you're probably boat. freewheeling who's boofing a slicey we yeah. freewheel it yeah <laughs> if you can yeah. boof it we can freewheel it yeah <laughs> in theory <laughs> yeah. well that's good that's good that, um yeah because i yeah. knew that you were one of the kind of the early testers of that boat too yeah you know, talking think, with snowy yeah. yeah that was the biggest thing for me was i was a little nervous being because i felt like talking to him and talking to you i was like yeah i probably will be between the sizes and i was a little nervous but then getting into like the supernova i was honestly really impressed how easy it was to throw mm -hmm. around even being you know not necessarily like on the smaller side and i was like okay you know maybe i couldn't really throw it around in flat water but it's like whatever like in the features it was it was oh really yeah good. yeah it gets me excited some for, of the the, sickest for the wave wheels i've ever done like i usually would try a wave wheel and i'm like oh that sucked and i would just like barely do anything and i would just be like completely vertical and just could like i was like what when that supernova that, that was sick yeah 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 i seen you out on the golly that day that we all paddled and you were throwing the supernova around pretty good you know even though it is a bigger boat it's just it fits big too it's don't it longer yeah and you could be a really big person and fit into it but yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, it's not, like, prohibitively big to where, like, if you're a smaller mm -hmm. paddler, you can't, you know, throw it around, so. Well, that's, that's pretty good, so, so we'll get one of those when the spring rolls around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back when it's, when it's not so cold and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I think, right um, so is there anything crazy. else, anything else you want to bring up? Anything else you want to talk about? We're going on over an hour. Oh boy. Yeah. So, so the, I guess we'll wrap it up there, Tara. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot. For, yeah. Thanks um, for having me. Taking the time and kind of covering mm -hmm. some topics. You know, there's a lot yeah, of other thanks. topics I could definitely cover with you. Um, but you know, we, I guess we got other things going on in yeah, our lives. Besides, the, yeah. Besides some shitty it. podcast on the side. Yeah. So, no, um, no, this thing, this has been great. I've enjoyed listening to <laughs> well, all the other ones you've put out and so thanks um, a lot just kind of a different different style it's yeah. time hey it's time you're one of my first ones back okay. so uh yeah i've got some yeah, more there we go. Up and um hopefully yeah, i'll get sweet. about three or four more this just this week so we'll see what sweet. happens yeah, but, yeah. Excited to see yeah thanks happens. a lot thanks a lot for coming on yeah, and um thank you. Thanks for having me. do you have a youtube channel i don't know if i have really anything on there i think i have a couple edits just of like no. random creeks i may i only I, support I do youtube on, channels like, I don't want to hear about Instagram. your, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about your I think TikTok. That might be I don't one of my winter Instagram. projects is, um, I'm like just joking. together some more, some more edits. I just think it's cool to, I just don't always have the patience to sit down and I, look I, through my video my and have a lot of it, but maybe I'll put some of my race runs up or something like that. Yeah, just to have you them. should. So I can watch them next year. That <laughs> way they're, they're always on the server somewhere. I can see what I did last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so anybody wants to get a hold of you there, you know, they could find you on Instagram. Um, what is it? T Blair? T Blair 2496. Yeah. And Facebook, yeah. just Tara. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, so everybody, that's it. Um, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the shuttle drive here. I will have more episodes coming soon. So uh, you guys stop messaging me, please, um, on Facebook when you're doing another episode. Well, this is another episode. So give me this some time. It. Yeah, I make all other right. videos too. So, all right. Thanks a lot, everybody. And I will catch you guys next time. Thanks, Tara. Catch Bye. you later. Bye. Bye.